rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Today on the Cosmic Force, give us your views, your likes, and your subscriptions. We're talking Terminator and Star Wars. That's right, Terminator and Star Wars through the ve- uh, lens of Barrett Valance. Uh, I think we're in for a really good, a mean, lean show here, so uh, without too much uh, further ado, my name is Caleb Blamanek. I'm going to be one of your hosts today, and we have a, kind of a it's kind of like an alternate universe crew going on here, so uh, Timothy, why don't you introduce yourself, talk a little bit more about how excited we are. Uh, we are very excited. Um, I don't have a robot face, so I just figured I'd pull Jacob back out. <laughs> um, anyways, there's that. I am good. I've been dealing with my future self, my past self, um, and several other alternate versions of me all day today. So uh, that's a counseling joke. And also because time travels a thing. So anyways, hi. It's good to see you guys. I'm very excited to get into this tonight. Um, it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. But we do have one more special guest, I think, appearing for the first time live on screen. The one and the only Wes Jinksons is here uh, running our show. Hello, everyone. Um, It's funny because when I was setting the show up, I saw Jacob's face back there on you, Tim. And I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, oh, that must be something that they do all the time. So I was just like, I was going to keep that to myself. But it was a little weird. Uh, So... I chose to help out within a split second of this show because I heard that we will be talking about Terminator. Um, I'm a big time Terminator fan. Terminator 2, I probably watched when I was like seven years old. I think my dad at, uh, we got like HBO as like a free preview weekend or something. And I think I watched Terminator like it came on over and over and over again. And me and Edward Furlong, I was like, man, I wish I'd be as cool as Edward Furlong. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm super stoked to talk about this because Valance has a couple um he has a couple characteristics that kind of mirrored Terminator. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But let's get before we get to the meat and bones, we have to do some uh, window dressing here. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. If you can't join us live, that's great. We're also available on all, here on YouTube and all your favorite podcast platforms. We are a part of the Utini podcast network of shows and a Discord channel of at utini.com slash Discord of over a thousand members, dozens of lively channels to join. Like what you see and want to support us? Head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash utini for as little as a sing- as just $5 a month. You can gain access to the entire uh, up-to-date utini podcast network of shows, exclusive merch, community involvement activities, and even more. Timothy, your cavar uh, head haunch over there. Do we have any new patrons this week? Yeah, sure thing. We do want to give a shout out to Tim Costello. Um, he has been such a treat just hanging out with us. Um, ran into him at Celebration. He's been hanging out in the Discord channel a lot, talking all things Kenobi. We're not going to talk any spoilers or anything, but it's so good. Um, he's been reading a bunch of comics as well, so got to shout that out. I'm looking for some recommendations. So um, what a good time to shout him out. Um, we also have some fun stuff that we've dropped on Patreon this last week. Uh, Jared's tattoo video as promised has officially mm. dropped um, as well as a surprise uh little 49 50 second clip of eric building the n1 naboo starfighter that we see in uh mando no yeah. boba yeah, yeah whatever that whatever mando. it was oh, it, it happened he built it as fast as mando could fly it um it's like a it's a it's a <laughs> time speed lapse. time time lapse joke see all the time jokes I, i'm coming for you tonight boys oh boy. um but anyways thank you to our patrons um we're still coming off of all the great um the greatness that was seeing you guys at celebration and for helping us to get there and um we just we're so incredibly grateful to have y'all um and we love to shout you out whenever we can so uh yeah thank you and now i guess we can transition to the weekly pull list 
We only had one. And I think this one comment came out today because of the topic of today's show. Um, We got a a Bounty Hunters issue, Bounty Hunters number 24. And the subtitle is The Raid on the Vermilion. The writer is Ethan Sachs. Pencils by Paolo Villanelli. The A cover is by Giuseppe Kimincoli and Jesus Abertov. Colorist, Arif Prianto. And the letter is VCs, Travis Lanham. I still have no idea what's happening in any of these Crimson Rain issues. This is not a spoiler for this particular issue but like is this person with crimson rain are they not i think they are no they're not it's there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot like issue to issue like people in the crimson you know dawn versus not like change so quickly it's um it's a lot i'm kind of waiting for this to collect a little bit uh i think this the subtitles technically raid on the vermilion part one so Oh, uh, yeah, there's at correct. least going to be a part two somewhere out there. So I'm excited. I think um, I'm going to catch up on this. Like the Villanelli art is always amazing. And yes. we're about to dig into just why uh, Valence here is like, he's kind of like the coolest Star Wars character in like a grungy 90s way, you know? That is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like, like He's definitely wearing the 90s coveralls were, that I can like, see down When there. you were eight years old and you read Valence and stuck that in on your parents' back. Yeah, he would be your favorite. You would yeah, get beat I, up on the school because no one else would know who he was and you know say that Darth Maul's cooler. But deep in your heart, you'd know you'd be right. I saw someone online, or maybe it was in Discord, I can't remember, with this particular pose, they're like, that's not Valence, that's Iron Man. <laughs> I was like, close enough, it's fine. It's fine. You're right, it reminds me a little bit of Cable, too, mm-hmm. from, from yeah, Marvel. Another great 90s uh, you know, popular yeah. character. Yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna live in your lane, Wes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, loving the art. Let's talk about something else that we're loving. As promised from last week, um, I got to see the Yoda fountain, and today I brought proof. Um, actually, I've forgotten. <laughs> Emma put the picture in here for oh, me. Oh, good. So shout out to Emma. <laughs> um, this is me with the Grandmaster himself. Um, this is one of like the coolest experiences of my life. I never ever thought I would ever get to go to Lucasfilm, and it was a Sunday, and it was raining, and I didn't meet anybody or see anybody but i saw this and i got to experience this um so hannah took a couple pictures i got to take this one it's just it was so cool yeah i see this like the like overhead shot of this when i watched uh, some of the star wars youtube stuff Mm -hmm. and i was like there's no way they let you on the grounds of lucasfilm so that's and they that's the crazy thing. You, it's like no, you snuck in and you didn't know it. That's like, what happened. It's like I used, used a couple of mind tricks. I'm not, you know, I'm not the person you're looking for. I am the Lucasfilm employee, the future Lucasfilm employee. I'm just going to manifest this now, right? Uh, yeah. But no, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's like 15, 16 acres, probably more than that, of just public oh land, um, and it's gorgeously manicured. You can just, I mean, they've got all these different shops and like random places around there. Um, you can just drive up, park. Like, so we we got out of the car. And we walked like a block and a half in the rain before we realized ah, the GPS says the Yoda Fountain's behind us, like close to where we parked. And sure enough, if I had just gotten out of the car and turned left, I would have been looking right at the dude. Um, so it's so cool that it's that close. It's all right. It's, it's like a guy thing. We always go right. I always turn yep. right mm-hmm. where I'm looking for stuff, and then I'll end up doing a complete circle. I've done that like with the loop here in like traffic uh in houston i'll just take the loop and take a right and i'll take a 45 minute loop all the way around the city until uh, i'm like oh i probably should. if i gone left i could have saved myself an hour and a half atlanta's very much that way too oh, yeah right? definitely right you know 985 uh, perimeter is it's it's brutal like you know the perimeters and grocery stores next time you're in Publix, you suddenly realize like they want you to go right like if you go left exactly. i feel like a criminal <laughs> <laughs> i feel that i feel that well caleb what else are we loving this week uh, uh you've been reading some things right but we also have some uh some fan love yeah let's let's get into the fan love first this one well we haven't touched on this for in a while but you know you keep submitting great art on our discord page discord.com slash eugenie slash uh the cosmic force so if you have some good art put it there and you will be featured less like we're doing now which uh we have a two for here we have one from blind fates and from admiral akbar both had great submissions the first one is from blind fates aka jordan this was republic number five with art by brian ching and this is a great like multiple page spread of uh clones and you know proto ats just blasting away just some really great like early like dark horse or late i guess technically late dark horse comic art with some really 
detailed explosions, like you can really see the finery on that uh, ATST. It just it just feels very full, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look like at that that crater that those uh, troopers are standing in right now. Exactly. Oh yeah, from the, and it's from crazy the to think the the clone army had these first because the ATATs like that definitely right. was, wasn't a thing in canon yet, or at least that I've seen. So that's cool that um, that this happened to exist in Legends. I said most, and I still love that. I still love that armor more the, than any of the stormtrooper or the first order clone trooper or space four. I forget. I don't know, but it's sick, and I want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want it on a podium in the corner of my living room. I think it'd go right. Yeah, I think I'd I replace that lamp just right. <laughs> just get. I got a spot for just it. Get it's a three D printer, or apparently, just it's pretty easy to knock out stormtroopers. So next time, there's a convention in town, and the five hundred first shows up. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to shout out Maggie in our Discord. Uh, she made a Mando helmet recently, uh, oh, which nice. is cool. So just, yeah, 3D printers, man. Um, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find, as, as CFO, I'm going to find some Utini funds and just buy me one. Exactly. Well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> not just for one. us, we for do. you. It's for us. The, 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 the You're correct. It. Correct. correct. Exactly. I did, cool. I did tease that there were two R's of the week, and the second one comes from Admiral Akbar. This one. I think we have it blown up a little bit here. This is from Tie Fighter Number Two. I think this is when a uh, like an Imperial Lancer ship was being uh, torched, but uh, wrecked, or <laughs> just destroyed. Yeah. This art by uh, Rouge Anatio and Joss Cassand- uh, Cassandra. Cassandra. Man, I'm really bad at names right now. I think you took the uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, poll week this time, but yeah, no, it's just a really nice panel of some just classic destruction. I love seen like tie fighters and they'd swoop around and get around to the corners just some really good solid artwork here so normally if you had like just a white if you just picture this as like a white background it wouldn't look bright but the way that they put in like the the yellows and the orange and everything it, it kind of hurts your eyes by looking in the middle there and that's like that's a, a testament to the to the to the illustrator there of how they can use those colors to make a bright spot when you wouldn't really think that it's bright if you just looked at a, like a regular white panel. Right. So it's brighter than it's really, white. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I reread this entire miniseries because it uh, or no, this was from Top it, Fighter. I reread Imperial Commando okay. earlier, and, and there was some some work just like this, and I remember thinking. All I'm looking at in the middle is white, but it is so like neon <laughs> the the way the yeah. highlighting and the shading works like it's brilliant, brilliantly done. Love Absolutely. It. So um, let's move on to what we're kind of reading and catching up on with art uh, wise or book wise. Um, last week I teased that I'd started uh, Lords of the Sith. I'd finished it off. Um and it was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty okay. Ironically, after like a day or two after I finished it, I was talking with a friend about Star Wars novels, and he just finished reading the episode three uh, novelization. He's like, "Wow, that was so good." I'm like, "Yes, we we all know that the episode three novelization is like <laughs> crazy good." He's like, "What should I read next?" Like, oh, "Well, what I want," and he described to me that you know I, I'm interested in like d- the Darth Vader and the um emperor dynamic and the early days of the rebellion i'm like that's real interesting because i just read a book about that but i don't know if i should recommend it to you first you know mm, like like it, it was okay but like he's just now getting into him like i feel like there's like at least 10 other books i can name off the top of my head off the tip of my tongue that would be a better like early read in your star wars uh canon books you know Hmm. well how about about a legend's choice. So, is this a good one? Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> that's the top of everyone's list. When, when it, in publication order, you're right. <laughs> I, I know we just that is an immediately second one. I know we just redid all this. Who needs the essential six? Just read Splinter of the Mind's Eye. That's it. And when you're done, you need to read it again because you probably missed some things the first time through. Correct. You were cringing too hard through some moments. You need to go back. I wonder if they have no. that on audio. Well, there is the comic no, Wes, version. The answer there is, is no. There is a comic version of that that I did read, and like that was that was something interesting. So hmm. you can read the comic oh. after you read the book, and then listen. Fascinating. Maybe I know I teased out the use this joke before, but Patreon goal. Maybe we make the audio book of Splinter of a Mind's Eye. 
<laughs> I'm gonna, i haven't heard that one it's pretty good as a <laughs> as, as patreon community manager i'm gonna veto that real hard <laughs> okay maybe it's uh, a punishment if we get too low on the rankings if we ever start slipping we have to start releasing that <laughs> uh just okay. justin krieger mentions ruins of dantooine uh jared has been singing its praises in the uh in discord recently he says it was not that bad um i have also been reading some legends myself i will say um i recently finished wraith squadron which is book five of the x-wing series and it is one of the like funniest books i have ever read um aaron alston just somehow nails that banter with wedge antilles and uh west jensen and it's just I don't know. They're little snippy comebacks. It's like two best friends who have known each other for, you know, 30, 40 years and they just kind of shoot the crap and it's so fun. Playing pranks on each other. It's very, very fun and a really good story. So, um, and I've just started reading Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor, I believe. So I'm all over the timeline mm. right now, but it's enjoyable. How many books are in the X Wing series? There I know I've asked this multiple times. Technically 10 or 11, I think. Um, oh, I know, wow. I know there are four technically Rogue Squadron, four Wraith Squadron, and then it was weird. I think they did a couple more out of order, and like one came out as late as like 2012, I think, um, that jumps ahead in the timeline like a decade or more. I don't know. Oh, it's a lot. Okay. I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, if if you want to do a 10, 11, 12 book series, do you remember what you read in the first book? <laughs> so far it's been okay <laughs> like they also they also do a really good job that's what of, i'm afraid of they, yeah. they do a really good job each book of like here's three paragraphs that just kind of sum up everything that's kind of happened before i so. learned my lesson when i tried to read wheel of time i guess about 10 years ago like i made it all the way to book five just chugging them out one after the other but about book five five and a half i was like okay i cannot take literally <laughs> any more of this i need to put this down and here 10 years later i still haven't been back so uh, don't be afraid to take your time there. Break it up. Break it cool. up, y'all too. Wes, you reading anything yeah. these days? I am. I had just finished listening to. I did audiobook um, okay. Brotherhood mm. for the second time. So I listened to it twice because I you. I blew through it the first week it came out. Um, I think I had to go in the office an extra day. That's probably why. But um, it was so super good because it's it is when I got the like when I got it in my head that this was right after episode two, but before the clone wars, I was like, okay, now I can put myself in that timeline area and Mm -hmm. then see how Anakin is Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship grows. And it's, I think it's an incredible book, so I don't want to give anything away. We're going to do a round table on that next Monday on the living force, but yes, Monday, two times I listened through this and I still have a Legends book on my um, on my nightstand, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, mm. or no, Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina that I've had read for, it has three years, three years, I haven't finished it's it. I still have bit. like four, <laughs> I have four stories left to read, and it's just sitting there, I've moved it the other day, and there's like a dust line where it was, and I was like, I should probably finish this. But I haven't actually read, read a book, man, and... A couple months now because mm. I've been knocking them out on audiobook and I just love all the background um, music and all the sound effects and the way that the narrators, whether it be Jonathan Davis, whether it be um, anybody else, but um, just the way that they they get into the story and they make you mm-hmm. feel like they're there. They don't just read the words to you. It's great. I, I am very much a proponent for audiobooks. Yeah, so. Entertainment value is just kind of next level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can also do your dishes at the same time. So your house is even cleaner. Yes. You know? <laughs> dishes, cleaning, uh, cooking, definitely. I do a lot of cooking while I listen. So I mean, there's all things, all kinds of things you do. I think I have ADD. I know I have ADD. I just don't take medication for it. So this kind of helps. I have other things to do. Dude, I nice. take medication. You take audiobooks. <laughs> Ask your doctor yeah. if audiobooks are right for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of shameless plugs and uh, and advertisements, I think we should probably do some quick ads and we'll get into the main topic here. Let's get into the main topic, though, because this is going to be a great show. We're going to talk about Valence, uh, the mechanicoid, uh, you know, imperial soldier turned bounty hunter, 
and his uh, relations to the Terminator. So I have read through a couple of his early stuff, you know, reread a couple issues. So let's talk about Valence. Now, it's crazy. He first appeared in Star Wars issue number 16 uh, in 1978. Uh, we see him. Oh, that was okay. a long time ago. That was a long, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, Seventy-eight. Like when I was rereading this, like about a year ago, I, I thought, "Wait, is this like the first time we get to see like an actual bounty hunter?" Well, no, we technically saw Greedo, but this is the first time we get to see a cool bounty hunter, like in Star Wars. Okay, like <laughs> he's a droid-hating bounty hunter. He like yo tries to he like he blows up droids all over the place. It's not until a couple issues later that we realize that he's actually like mostly droid himself. Have some really, um, you know, kind of dynamic anti heroism there. Eventually, he sacrifices himself to delay Vader to help Luke and the rebellion. Uh, it wasn't, and then after that, he made a few like comic booky reappearances in the, in the towards the end of that 77 run, but he wasn't really re introduced back into um, canon because I don't think he really showed up in, in like any novels or books. Like, uh, you know, we try to summon, uh, um, I might blank it on on our our our, you know, our legends look back crew to see if they have any mm-hmm. more information there, but mm. so, you know, see if we can summon Jared here. But um, I don't think he really showed up back up until you know, strangely enough, in Han Solo Imperial Cadet number one in 2018. Like it was, it must have been like wild if you're reading that at the time because they kept mentioning like this one dude and he kept seeing him in the background and suddenly yeah. his name is Valence and like I'm sure like there must have been like three or four like big star wars comic nerds who must have been like yeah i had no idea i had no (laughs) idea no idea who this person was uh, because he wasn't in the lineup from empire strikes back like he wasn't up there with bosk and ij like like he wasn't up there with them so that was like that's a good frame of reference Yeah. yeah he wasn't there but he was in the comics way before that um and then i if i'm not mistaken caleb when they did um they did that special issue of like star wars number 108 that's where they kind of finish his story art from legends right he does show back up in that uh, in 108 him versus vader again yes yeah cool 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 uh and it's very much more interesting because um I'm, i'm jumping around my points here a little bit yeah but you know it is fun that he in the very first time they created him like he, his big uh, ending thing was him fighting against Vader, and again at that point we didn't know Vader was mostly cyborg himself. Like you know, that's kind of a fun like you know dramatic irony of two cyborgs duking it out. But when they wrote it in seventy eight seventy nine, they had no idea. Yeah, Vader was just a bad guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I had to look up. He's now more machine. Now, the classic book. He's more machine than man now, and that was in Return of the <laughs> Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we had no idea that he was uh, uh cyborgified. Cyborgified. It works, Wes. Yeah, did, okay. Did you have any idea that he beat old old Arnold? Like did he beat Arnold. I, I mean, just like, they... like to being a thing, like the. And I might be getting ahead of myself here, but that that Terminator was almost maybe more inspired by Valence than the other way around. No, no idea whatsoever. I thought that was the that was the brainchild from um. Oh, what's the director's name? Didn't he do Titanic? What's his James name? James Cameron. Cameron. James Cameron. Yes, yeah. I thought that was James Cameron's brilliance. He just brought it up on his own in the eighties, and I've. But if he pulled this and pull this like concept or pull these ideas from a comic book it does it wouldn't surprise me but um there are there are some similarities that are very similar especially i mean i just read the first paragraph in the book and there are two or three similarities within the first paragraph that is like this is the terminator story to a t like from one to two uh, like in just one paragraph (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah very interesting that they would they would uh pull this concept from a uh from a comic book but that's not that's not confirmed is it it's not confirmed but Mm -hmm. well we'll just skip ahead like in like uh karen himself i think has gone on record saying that the movie star wars is what helped push him into filmmaking so all right so we can't take it out of the lineup like we can't prove it but you can't 100% disprove it either. Yeah, correct. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, let's kind of go on through this like timeline a little bit here. Uh, the Terminator, the movie was uh, released in October of 1984. So, again, if you're keep if you're good with mathematics, that's a whole six years after the uh, first appearance of Valence uh, in the mo- movie classic by James Cameron. So. Uh, definitely you can see some resemblance here of like the synthetic flesh melting <laughs> off and all like that. Um, so just quick question, every, uh, my co-host here, which Terminator movie is your favorite except for T2? You can't say T2. <laughs> uh, Wes? Well, here's another question. Have you seen all the Terminator movies? How many are there? Because I, I know after there was, are there five? Because I didn't see the fourth one, and I didn't see the fifth one, so I I think there are five. Yes. I don't know. Uh, let's but see what I'm going to say, regardless, regardless, Terminator, the original, is going to be my favorite outside of T2. I just recently watched it like a oh. couple months ago, too, and it still holds up. There are. Holds up. You know, for those keeping track at home, apparently there are six movies in the Terminator franchise. Okay. Terminator. And there's a TV series, oh, yeah, right? Chronicles. So there's yes. the first one, the yeah. second one. Uh, T Terminator three, then Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Okay, that's the one that I had. That's that the, I knew that's came the out most recent one where they, right? they brought yeah. back the the entire OG cast, right? Or uh, at least so. a, a couple more of them. So Salvation is mine. Um, echoing Justin Krieger, he's like, I know it's bad, but Salvation's mine. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. For me, I mean, that movie came out in like 0809, something yeah. like that. So it was like peak Christian Bale, peak Sam Worthington. Um, I knew nothing about the Terminator franchise, <laughs> and going to that movie theater as like a middle schooler I was like, this is so cool. I need more, <laughs> um, and that got me to go back and watch the others. Um, and knowing how kind of wonky the the franchise kind of is with time travel and all this stuff i did love that it was set in like its own time and space it happened in the future um i'm glad we got to see all that so that's that's my favorite wow this is gonna be weird we're almost three for three if because we're carrying justin's here i think my favorite if i can't do t2 it might be salvation 2 if only because yes. like it's like the I can't say it was a good movie. I only saw it once, but I was with a friend in like my call, like at his college dorm, and we just kind of sat around and watched it. And just it, I just remember having a really good, like, chill time, like in, in my like my what sophomore year of college, just kind of watching that on Blu-ray or something. You were having a chill time with this guy, <laughs> like the, the CGI they use is so much better than T1 and T2. Yep. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yes. It was, it, was it looks a, like he still has his pants on. Sort of. Like, why would you even put, <laughs> put pants on a <laughs> But okay. Um, so I nostalgic wise, well, I haven't seen salvation, but I know Christian Bale was in it. So it's probably pretty good. Um, the third one, what might've been, my second choice, just because Arnold basically came out of retirement and did his did his whole shtick with uh, with the Terminator series, because we all thought that was it. After T two, I mean, spoiler alert, he melts himself into molten iron or whatever that that mm-hmm. was there. So you think he's gone, but then if you if you've seen Terminator one. There are hundreds of these things that the machines created and they were able to figure out time travel and they send these Terminators, one of basically something that looks like this, back in time to kill the kill the human general as a as a child. But that's the concept of Terminator 2. So Terminator 1 is they're trying to kill the woman that's going to have the child. So it's as they figured out what time travel was and they showed that the humans were beating the machines in the human machine war, um, they said, well, if we can, we can kill, like cut the snake off at the head then let's, let's use time travel and kill the general before he's even born. That's wild. It is such a wild. But so every time I come <laughs> it, I'm like, surely they could be, there's more efficient ways of using time travel to solve your problems. Right. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I mean, you can just, you know, definitely use it for some kind of lottery winnings. <laughs> right. Well, so so there's two there's two really cool Star Wars connections that I wanted to bring up. So do you remember at the end of Mando season one, I think, when the babysitter IG droid, IG-11 yes. or whatever, when he, he melts oh, the same yeah. way, protecting them at the very end? Uh, oh yeah Taika Waititi even said uh, that that was very much kind of an homage to Terminator which is really cool uh, to T2 and then on the time travel front right so they 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 did the concept where uh, Rebels if if you yeah with Rebels similar to Rebels where like time travel can happen only because it was intended that you would always go back into time. So you didn't break anything because part of the future was you going back into time. And that's kind of what they did with Ahsoka and Ezra in Rebels, spoiler alert, um, in order to make sure that she was all well and good, like he yanked her from getting slashed by Vader. But so it plays by the that's same a, rules, I true. think. So it's pretty cool. I found that I found that IG-11 image yes. of him walking uh, underneath the tunnel and just what is it about droids dying that's so sad I, we think that they're sentient <laughs> just by the way that they help they because droids if the droids were not in star wars then the, there would be a short series oh, yeah. because they always they always find a way to help out the jedi or the sith like go over an obstacle that they can't like figure out whether it be an elevator whether it be like turn like opening a door spewing like oil on the ground so the droids can slip and fall you know <laughs> it's just they have all the right like mechanics to help like they are the that your your jedi's best friend pretty much and that's why well, yep. that's why they're well, always like, I there i would totally kill that i would totally pay a lot of money to have a droid best friend you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to put that on 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 camera but uh I don't know, Caleb, you can, I mean, you can do that now. I don't know what, you can get a best friend. Your wife may not like it. But I could have a mechanical, they can ship it to your a door. mechanical best friend that could talk, that could hack doors for me. Like, you know, just, just to, like, how many times would you just wish you could just hack a door and get through it? You know, droids can do that. Now, yes, I don't know if I, like, I think I'd want one that could talk back to me. I don't know if I'd be okay with an R2 unit that just chirps and beeps at me. It's like, I already have pets. It's like, I would, like, it'd be so much better if you could just talk to me, you know, little cat. <laughs> you'd have to, you'd have to uh, understand the, the tone of the chirp. Uh, that's how, bit. like, dogs understand how, what we say to mm -hmm. them, just by your tone of your voice. Listen, I perfectly understand Chopper and Rebels, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's me too. Yeah, no kidding. That, it's, he speaks basic. <laughs> Yeah, easily, easily speaks basic. It's just, so, it's just I guess Disney is beeping them out all the time. Correct, <laughs> correct. So, kind of to that point, though, um, one of the things about Terminator and about Valence as well. So, Valence's man who kind of was turned into a machine, and Terminator is this droid machine that's kind of trying to be more human ish. I don't know. What, what do y'all think about yes. about the way that that um, how that's portrayed? Um, and just general concepts around that. Oh, so it's kind of opposite, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. opposite with mm -hmm. yeah with Valence's. He was a human stormtrooper, right? And got he got hurt. Yes, some injury, and they they helped him with cybernetics, and they turned into a cyborg. Whereas the Terminator is a cyborg, and they put human, they put you know flesh that looks like human flesh over top of this endoskeleton. Oh man, I wish I could remember that line. It's like human, you know, human skin over metal endoskeleton. I forgot what it was. But anyways, um, <laughs> but it, but he learns from um, the general as a boy who is um, <clears throat> who is Edward Furlong, and he teaches him how to like how to retort back, to how to um, how to not crush somebody's hand when they're shaking hands. He asks the Terminator itself, asks him, "Why do you cry?" And so they try to understand emotion, but they, they still can't kind of, he, uh, he understands a little bit of it at the very end of Terminator two, but with, uh, with Valence, he already knows that, but I think he is, he, like I said, he's on the opposite side and he's learning more how to work his cybernetics, well, 
which kind of also is the same with Vader. Vader is also learning how to use his hand and Anakin how to use his hand in episode two. And then Vader had to use everything um, after episode three. So, and it's hard to not, it's hard to not give yourself over to, well, I am part droid or I am mostly droid. So now I am only droid. Right. I think that's something that we see Valence kind of wrestle with. Um, he has still a very real human component. Um, he, he goes to some pretty dark places psychologically, um, kind of wishing he were dead a couple times. Uh, but he has this really weird connection with Han because he saved him in the Imperial Cadet comics. Um, and he's like, I'm going to save my friend. Um, I, I owe him something. Um, and so it's been interesting getting to, for me, not being familiar really, really, really well with either of these characters to see a little bit of the weird commonalities that they share from both perspectives. They're vastly different, um, but I think they can teach us some neat things. Yeah. Um, Caleb, do you have anything to add? Yeah, Valence definitely seems like there. there's points in the story where you can tell that he's always trying to, like, take his humanity and what's left of him and, like, bury it beneath his, like, metal facade of uncaring, of just pure, uh, unbridled bounty hunter badassness. Like, that's what he's trying to do throughout a lot of series. And, and it, you know, oftentimes it doesn't work because he comes up with across someone from his past and someone who meant a lot mm-hmm. to him and previously, or he comes across a cause that, despite what he says, oh, I don't fight for any causes, he'll still help the rebellion or help uh, refugees because he still feels that human emotion and often gets in trouble because of it. So there's some really good, like, you know, dynamics of Valence doing his best to become that, you know, IG-11, IG-88, like, hunter-killer droid. But that's not necessarily what he is, and he's not at his best when he is becoming machine-like. Meanwhile, you know, and on the opposite, you know, uh, you know, with the Terminator, it, like, Terminator 2 was, like, there's some really amazing moments in there, but the core of that movie is, you know, John Connor, the kid, like, seeing a father figure in the Terminator robot, this, you know, killing machine, and seen him slowly open up and then that final like oh, like you know I, like i was like uh a dumb 17 18 year old kid when i first saw t2 but like i still teared up like watching that alone in my room uh as the thumb came out of the uh the, the lava oh, like man. i like i don't know if i <laughs> like just thinking about it like i don't I, i'll still have the same reaction when i watch it now like i'll probably watch it sometime this week just to have that same reaction you know <laughs> It's 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 kind of juxtaposed to where it, most recently in the Mando uh, series, no, no, see I get that mixed up. Now it's, it's mm-hmm. Boba Fett. They did this to us. <laughs> so the street toughs that wanted those cybernetic parts like put on, so they have like better vision or they have uh, I don't know like better trigger skills. I'm not sure what the other ones they, were, they but too much um, twenty seventy seven. Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, did Valent, did he want those cybernetic implants? Did he want to be turned into cyborg? Or was he just so crippled and he was so, like, he was so hurt and injured that he couldn't answer? They were just, like, experimented on him? He was. And then. There, there's a, like, he had, mul- like, he, it wasn't one big injury that got him to a point. Like, he crashed his TIE fighter, they put cybernetics into him and turned him into a foot soldier up front. And then later on, they, uh he you know got blown up at being a foot soldier so they're like listen like we've replaced you so many times that you know you're essentially your uh your soldier insurance has run out we've given you everything you can you're just <laughs> you're a discharged soldier have a good life as a robot <laughs> it's it's pretty sucky thank you no severance <laughs> no. Jeez. Yeah. you don't it's get a, a, a shiny gold watch and they told you, know, you to get out of here shiny gold booty that's the only thing he got out of it <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's so weird looking at the older Valance, too, from the 78 run, because he hated droids. Oh, I so then there's this, this the yeah, time. this weird irony that he he got like hit by some like airborne torpedo or something like that. I think it's revealed later. But yeah, then he's like having to wrestle with the fact that he is part droid, but he, he hates droids in general. Um, it's very, very odd. Uh, now in the current run, he's kind of like unwillingly serving with vader like vader's kind of forcing him into this weird position and uh he has has to like um do his bidding or i don't know all this weird stuff is it's a thing he also currently has his full face 
um, like he, last it, we it saw. Rips off, so, like, it's, huh. like, like they repair it, and, and it rips he's off, like, like he's every like, other I don't issue. know how to deal with this. Yeah, it's it's very strange. <laughs> it's a, it's a new concept. This whole thing was a new concept to me, but I'm kind of digging it now as we're talking about it. <laughs> so this was one of the '78 comics, original, correct? Uh, that was the gotta be. It's 35 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. gotta be. Okay, so he has his full face in this yeah. one, but he has. I'm guessing that's a cybernetic. Like so at the like at the parts for his arms and no, legs. Yes, at, at the very at, at the very end armor. of this issue, I read it today. At the very end of this issue, something happens and it like melts, and he has this like yellow goo essentially that's like coming down his face, and it's like, oh, he oh. was part robot this whole time. What? Oh, uh, and he was he was the first bounty hunter um to ever show up in star wars in, a, believe, in the comics is, at least yeah in the comics yeah which is just okay wild like he he was a kind of a cool dude like the, the weird thing is that the, the thing that like turned him around and stopped him hating droids was actually c-3po yeah because he he defended luke yeah right? because like, it was it was weird because valance initially had this thing with luke because his two best friends were droids and he was like but i hate droids like therefore you, i hate luke you know no, and then no C-3PO was like no no please don't kill my master and like exhibiting these human traits and he was like oh maybe the guy's not so bad after all um and that's been a difference from legends to canon because he had this kind of weird connection with luke there but now he's more connected to han right yes. and that's what do you think the difference has been in that or why that choice well i think the, the cynical answer is because they were writing han's backstory at the time so it's very easy to tie it in there we can't just kind of make sense backstory ish I mean, we can still fill in some corners but they were doing the han solo camp miniseries i think it makes more sense for han and valence to be tied together because of their kind of criminal-esque pasts hmm yeah, I, I definitely can now understand how that was only a, a yeah. bodysuit. This is this is pretty morbid as a comic book. It I mean it looks it looks the most close to, to the image you showed of uh, of Arnold earlier, for and sure. This yes, was six for years sure. Earlier. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible! It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and and what's even more wild is this issue also has Jackson the Rabbit in it. <laughs> I saw so, that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's right there on the cover. Like all over that early <laughs> comic sort of thing. Shout out to Jose and Kevin Scott. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's uh, wild. Ah, it was it was crazy. So, so uh, to switch back to the Terminator franchise a little bit, we talked about you know uh, how. You know, Cameron got himself into uh, filmmaking because of Star Wars. What other like Star Wars films can we see influenced by Cam by Cameron's work? We talked about the uh, the blowing up vibe G eleven with the uh, lava scene. Is there anything else we can think of that you know plays direct uh, homage to Terminator? And if you want to get stretch it, maybe uh, Avatar and, or Titanic are Cameron's other great works. Man, I would love to figure out how to tie in Titanic with Star Wars. Uh, the Fallen Star, <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the Halcyon Legacy, but that's still Good going. Point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Oh, my God. That's like, there's a lot of tie-ins with that. Oh, my gosh. No spoilers, I guess, but geez. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, I guess it, Avatar might be... I don't know. Like, well, Avatar is like such a weird one that I feel like it was really popular, but I don't know if I can say point to anything that directly was like an Avatar clone or something that was directly taken off of Avatar, you know? Yeah. I think, I think Terminator 2 is the perfect example, of the, especially of these, of just this, this one part that I had read where um, – <laughs> He was ready to sacrifice himself on Centaurus, falling into the corrosive waters of Ruby Flame Lake while trying to prevent Vader from learning Skywalker's identity. Oh, yeah. So he's sacrificing himself, much like mm-hmm. Arnold sacrificed himself in T2, to get rid of the, of the chip and the evidence so Skynet didn't grab it and make... These, make Skynet. These robots that are... Yeah, basically make Skynet. Pre-Skynet... That would make Skynet and robots take over. So, which is funny because um, there is a uh, internet company that is down where my uh, duck lease is, and it says it, they're Skynet. 
I see it every day. I need to take a picture next to it and That's show like it to you guys. Like, I was about to say, what, did they name it before <laughs> or after the movies came out? You know, it's guy has to be after. There's, it looks like there's got to be like some copyright sign. infringement somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? Oh, I just, I mean, just in general, I mean, I think it's true of any sci-fi, fantasy, space fantasy, whatever. I mean, you've got the resistance against the Empire, resistance against Mm -hmm. Skynet. You've got um, just kind of the, not so much a droid revolution in in Terminator, but you do, you do see a lot of um, uh, anthropomorphizing or, you know, whatever that word is. yeah. You see that a lot. Like in Solo, we saw L3 lead that droid revolt on, was it Kessel? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. just just a flipping of bad guys, good guys kind of thing. Well, um, we had an entire, like the entire, you know, sequel uh, trilogy was, you know, droids were the villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, or the, the prequels. Prequels, sorry, prequels. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, the droids were the villains. Like the first one ended with them, you know, destroying the master control center and shutting down all the... the evil murder droids right right that's true that's true and then they're responsible for how um mando was found and turned into a foundling mm-hmm. there's that mm-hmm. well, i mean they're all bad <laughs> not all of them but the ones <laughs> you're, you're sounding the ones that look bad are bad because their like eyes the, like uh, point down sounding like <laughs> red the, sounding like the cantina uh Owner. or bartender we don't serve your kind around here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see i was trying to pull some good some good pictures of, of valens here but all the good ones are from the 78 comic because they're so gruesome. Oh, yeah. I they're, love it. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> they had, the 70s comics had like some weird, may not weird, it's not, that's the wrong term to use, but they can't wait hard for the like, man, being racist against droids is bad, which is a good angle, don't get me wrong, but it's the, interesting that they're tackling racism through like, you know, manufactured sort of things right in, you know, actual space racism, but, you know, to their credit, you know, it was the 70s, so they only could get away with so much. Yep, yep, he's so beefy. He's, I mean, it, yeah, it, it is not hard to like the leap in logic is not hard to think James Cameron saw this and went Arnold Schwarzenegger looks just like him. Exactly. <laughs> I do love that. Hit, this is his very like first panel appearance, and they still keep his like blue color scheme in the more co- current comics, and it's all blue jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Like I love that it's got a skull on there, like like the Punisher. Right. Ooh, that's a really <laughs> good way of thinking about him. Yeah, he's the Punisher. <laughs> like I think he also goes in there and like. If I remember correctly, he goes there and like tortures some like poor uh, geriatric has, wants to be Jedi uh, Don Don Juan Quixote. Uh, Obi Wan, yes. correct? <laughs> yes, Don Juan. Listen, dude, the 70, 77, 78 runs, man, those, those they are wild. <laughs> they they really are. All right. Um, any other uh, last minute things we want to bring up about you know the terminator or the valence like series in general here before we start moving to some uh some like a few tie overs or a few fun questions for the ending i think i'm ready yeah let's right, do it on so um you know feel free to add more of these sort of like last minute sort of things but i have a quick question here uh do you think we'd ever see valence in live action or at least like in an animated like clone Wars sort of thing like and if so who do you think we should voice him I think he would be a great experiment into animation. Yeah. Just because um, not a lot of people know about him. I just learned about him. Uh, Well, not just learned about him, but, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, But a good step into, like, a market of a bigger audience is animation. That would be great if somebody, if, if they get a... A large following if they get a big uproar of like oh who is this character and they start getting deep dives on on who he is and where he came from and like how long he's been around then i think animation is the way to go um and if it's if he gets enough of a response you can see him in live action i mean it would be such a great live action character but then they, everybody would do the same thing as what we're doing right now and compare it to the terminator well, then we'll get that seo finally this will be our host yeah. like we were here first but, you know what i as weird i think the perfect person for like casting him as weird as it sounds because you brought up a character he played earlier uh josh brolin oh. because he did cable 
Like that's sort and of he did cable well. That sort of no nonsense rough sort oh. of dude. Like you know, Valence always has like that's a, a good choice. Like a, the gray streaks kind of like Reed Richards there. So yeah, I think that'd be a pretty fun one. That's a good choice. I dig that. I dig that for sure. I think I don't know that we'll get him in live action anytime soon. I do think animation's probably the good route. I think one of the the interesting things will be as this current series wraps up. Um, cause right now the, the mainline comics and bounty hunters and Vader and all that is going from empire strikes back to return of the Jedi. So it'll be interesting to see it like where his story goes, if it wraps up. Um, I think the animation route could be good, but I worry that a lot of his story is already being told. Um, and we've already gotten a lot of his backstory as well from Imperial cadet. I wonder almost if they could even introduce him in like, uh, yeah, like a like a video game or even like yeah. like a YouTube short or something like that. I would love to go around and and run around as Valence Star in a video Wars game. Bounty Hunters Two, the sequel we always didn't know yeah. we wanted. Dude, I would. Totally, oh man, I that would totally be behind that. That would be a great idea to do a YouTube short of it, just like a just have them do the CGI like a video game and then mm-hmm. see what the response is, just like as it pushed out by the official star wars youtube channel and like not have any detail behind it and you're just like uh that would be a fantastic first person shooter i'm really into those yeah yep. no. oh you, you did just get <laughs> you like upgrade his abilities along the way he gets like you did something give me a an eye a, a quick question to post you guys do you think valence is just a little too terminator to really fit in with the star wars universe like do you feel like that might be the pro- reason we haven't seen him in more you know mainstream sort of things is like the higher-ups are looking at it like man if we release this people will uh will call us like copying out the terminator and not being original anymore even though it is an original 78 character do you feel like they, they could mm. get some backlash for that <clears throat> i could see it i could see it I but say, it's, a- it's so original it's so original in star wars though because i don't rem- see any character like that that has like the human flesh over yeah cybernetic organism you know like, there's nothing vader in his most uh back to tanky naked you still see like clear delineations between arms and flesh yes yes but oh man it's it's very terminator i mean i think james cameron has like wrapped up that as his character that he has created even though we can't officially say he took that from Star Wars. Can't, yeah. can't even prove nor deny. Let us know, James. I know you're yeah, watching. Get us up in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the last question I really have. I think this could be a really fun one here. Uh, the whole, like, carrying the entire Terminator for franchise on his back has been Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he is like the, like, with, if it wasn't him, I don't, it would not be anything we would still be talking about uh, to this day, I don't think. So, who should Arnold Schwarzenegger play in Star Wars? He's still around. He's starting to get back in acting. Like, you can either name a specific character or an archetype that you would like to see him get into. I think my my gut, I mean, it would be it would be too on the nose, I think, for him to do like an older valence or something like if there's <laughs> a random a cameo bit much. It, it would be a bit on the nose but i i see him filling out a uh like if they did um a series like a disney plus series or something about the imperial remnant after return of the jedi i mean we're kind of doing it mm-hmm. now and you've got like moff gideon kind of like off and away and doing his thing i would love to see schwarzenegger as another one of those like moff warlord mm-hmm. like imperials i think he fits that role really well and can bring that that big brass gravitas to it um and and be a villain again i, I would love to see yeah. that I was gonna. <laughs> I was trying to picture him with the Rebel Alliance or with the Resistance, and you, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. So he has to be with the Empire, and I feel that he'd be like he's like an old school, like you were saying, some of the Imperial remnants, like from Return of the Jedi, that kind of hung around. But he's like a he's an old executioner that was put out to pasture. We don't need you anymore. You're too old. Mm. But then they bring him back, or they go looking for him, and he just like shows up. Is because they had he has the he has the rep 
or Moff Gideon has the rebels tied up on their knees waiting for it to be executed. And he just walks in dragging like this ax that's way too big to be slung over his shoulder, but he's able to do it much like Conan. He brings Conan and Terminator back in (laughs) and he just throws it over his shoulder. And he's like back for one more death. (laughs) Ah, That would be good. What about you, Caleb? What do you think? I break this one down and I think this could be a lot of fun. If they ever do a High Republic series, I think he'd be per- almost perfect for like, the Pan Ata character, the uh, Tempest Runner mm. of the Nihil, the big Dowatin one. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, know, yeah. Like, not only is he a huge, angry bruiser, but, you know, it's not something that we see too much, but Pan Ata is actually really clever. And, you know, yeah. you know is a pretty smart yeah. dude, you know? Like, yeah. you know, he's not a, just a meathead. So seeing that, like, extra dynamic to the character, I think he'd be a really fun Panada, even if we'd have to put him all in, like, the CGI bodysuit and the prosthetics and everything. <laughs> I think I think that'd be a really yeah. fun sort of thing. Yeah, he was the governor, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. he's got a... He knows a little bit of politics, too. I didn't even think of... Yeah. I didn't even think about him being, being a, an alien, I guess. And that would be a much more suitable, even if he just voiced the the character or something. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, he'd also make a good Deveronian, I think. Ooh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The devil horns? Oh, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Well, I said, I think that's where we're going to land a plane. I know it uh, feels like we didn't talk too much, but I think we got a lot of uh, fun discussion here. You know, you know, hopefully that if you haven't, you know, even though these movies are old, Watch the first and second Terminator. They're really good. Like, the second one is still probably one of the greatest action movies, if not, like, movies ever made. You know, I don't... I think... Like, if someone says... Would come up to me and say, Terminator 2 is the greatest movie ever made, I would not be able to disagree with them or, like, change their opinion. (laughs) And it It is... That and Empire Strikes Back is probably the... The... um, The sequels are better than the... In the begin, in the first movie. I mean, you, that's debatable in Star Wars, but it's definitely true in in Terminator. Yeah, I think that was the argument I was going to go with. Like, if you if you told me <laughs> if you told me, yeah, name some of the better sequels that have ever existed, I'd be like Empire, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Terminator Two. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it would be on the list. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Timothy, what do we have coming up next week? yeah a couple of quick announcements so next week on the cosmic force uh, we will be covering the high republic edge of balance volume two speaking uh, of the sequels, manga uh, that were better than the speaking original of sequels yeah and i haven't read it yet so i'm very excited i bought both of them uh on my kindle just recently so i'm very excited to get into those and then tomorrow night legends look back is going to begin doing their round table uh two-part round tables on darth darth bane dynasty of evil so tomorrow will be part one. Those are such good books. Uh, oh. Wes, I know you're a fan of those. <laughs> Man, such a, I'm such a fan of those. It's, we get Sith. Mm-hmm. We haven't got Sith in a long time. If you want, to, if you want Sith, you reread the Bane trilogy. It's yeah. so good. And Dynasty of so Evil good. is just, it just lands the, the trilogy so well. So yeah, look for that part one tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern. Um, and the podcast will be up on like Tuesday or something. Um, and then on Monday, Wes, you've already mentioned it once in this show. What are y'all covering this beginning this Monday? So Monday... Uh, we will be doing a roundtable of Mike Chin's Brotherhood, which is a book that came out uh, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, and it gets into Obi-Wan and Anakin's uh, relationships right after Episode 2, but before the Clone Wars, like the Clone Wars cartoon and Clone Wars animation. Um, and if you've seen Episode 3, who hasn't? The That business on Kato Nemoidia, that is what the book is about. So if you haven't read it yet, you can finish it in a weekend. I've done it with an audiobook. I've read it twice or I've listened to it twice. So we're going to get into uh, plot and probably uh, get through some characters uh, on Monday and then into overarching questions the following week. So it's not going to be a full spoiler uh, show. We won't probably get to it towards the end with overarching questions, but we do get a great plot synopsis by Charles the grandmaster himself and then we go into some character um analysis that will you know give some some background on some of the characters that you read about that you should probably already know Absolutely. about we got Correct. a real round, sweet we got a real round table week coming up don't we 
Yeah, mm. it's going to be heavy. Um, all of these books that we have mentioned, you can find on utini.com. Uh, go to the book profile pages, find the Amazon links, the bookshop.org links, the what have you. Go get them, read them. You've got plenty of time. Uh, they're so good. Um, and then also Audible as well. Um, we do have yeah. a free trial. If you've never listened to the audiobooks before, um, we also have a link at utini.com as well. And I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Crazy Cosmic Force, folks. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Those typically drop on Mondays. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show, at Cosmic Force Show. Stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings. Or you can follow the host individually. I am at TC Guthrie 2. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. Wes is at Boss Wes. And for the rest of our cosmic friends not here tonight, Tyler is at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. And Jacob is at Jacob Bausch. Uh, for reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the expanded universe, be sure to visit utini.com. We encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com forward slash Discord. And you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com forward slash Utini. Drop a note and tell us hi. You can start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. And want to give a special shout out um, to some of those patrons right now. Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. For all of your amazing support, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks again to Wes and Caleb for hosting with me tonight. Special thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us. We truly appreciate you. See everybody next week. May the Force be with you. 